Good morning and welcome to the Snake River Lib podcast. It is the 5th of December. It's a Tuesday. Welcome. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I wanted to start off by talking about something that there are so many things to unwrap today. I could talk about the fact that last week's uh, Justice uh, uh, Sandra Day O'Connor passed away. Um, very interesting a story about Sandra Day O'Connor. You know, she was uh, championed in the Senate by uh, Senator Goldwater of Arizona. She, of course, being an Arizonan as well. Um, she was not well-liked by the religious right, uh, the moral majority, which was really big at the time, uh, Jerry Falwell. Uh, full disclosure, I'm attending the university that he founded in my doctorate program. But uh, she was, they were worried that she would be um, a wishy-washy type of justice. And there are certain things that I would point to that I would say that, you know, that Senator Goldwater would have disagreed with her on. But then again, what is, what, what is the requirements of, of, a Supreme Court justice is that they be qualified, that they know how to read the law, and that they interpret the law based on the supreme document of the United States, which is the Constitution. You know, Supreme Court precedent is only as valid as the next case. You know, we we just passed through the the overarching the, the painful, painfully obvious time of Roe versus Wade. Uh, which was terrible law. Don't take my word for it. Uh, Justice Ginsburg, the notorious RBG, um, said as much that it was very weak in Congress for 50 years, rather than do nothing to codify into statute what Roe versus Wade uh, had determined by by precedent. It was only a matter of time. Unfortunately, you have justices on the Supreme Court that are going to swing ideologically no matter what, and you have to take that into consideration. But here's the deal. You know, Sandra Day O'Connor was, was, she may have been a moderate, but she always struck out uh, primarily with the exception of affirmative action, which I do have issues with her on. But but, uh, by and large, she actually remained as true to the Constitution as you can be. And that puts her in an awkward position for conservatives, you know, because you want, you want your, your justice, you know, that you nominate and put in as, as president, you know, if you're the Republican president, you want your justice to, to do what you want. But the problem is you can't. And it's really no different, in fact, than, than senators and members of the House of Representatives. You know, we elect these people to go to Washington and do their jobs, but we don't elect them to vote the way that we want them to. I mean, we have recourse for that. We can vote them out the next time around. But in the meantime, you know, we expect them to go and use their judgment. And this is the same with Supreme Court justices. You know, Justice Gorsuch on the bench today, uh, more of a libertarian bench, uh, Tilt has cited, not frequently, but 
has sided with on occasion um, the liberal block of Kagan, Sotomayor, and uh, it's a suitor, I think. I don't remember the third one. Doesn't matter. Um, oh, well, now, no, it's not suitor now. It's um, um, the one that didn't know what a woman was, and her name escapes me, and I apologize for that. You know, they're rock solid. If the Democrat, if it's a Democratic position, they're taking it and they will bend the Constitution in two to justify it. Neil Gorsuch doesn't do that. And at times that has pitted him against the more ideological uh, conservative side of the court of Thomas uh, Alito. I wanted to say Scalito, which is what they were nicknamed Samuel Alito when he was appointed. Kavanaugh and Barrett. Um, by and large, he's going to be with them, but he's also going to make sure that civil liberties are observed. And when do we ever have that anymore? Few and far between. Sandra Day O'Connor was also one of those. Uh, she stood for um, religious freedom of expression, uh, which at times put her against the uh, uh, moral majority types. But also at the at, on the other side of the hand on the other side of the coin, um, put in jeopardy some of the left's most treasured uh, rulings regarding uh, separation of church and state. So with that, I will, I will pay a tribute to uh, Justice O'Connor. Moving on. This is very important, and so I want you to listen very carefully. In fact, I was thinking of just doing a podcast simply about this. So if you'll give me I'm going to look at my clock. If you'll give me two minutes, I want to explain to you how everybody talking about Israel and Hamas are wrong. Feel free to take the ideas and spread them about. I, I don't think anybody will, will, but feel free to do so. We're approaching Hamas, and you hear it all the time. They're a terrorist organization. They're a terrorist organization. And then we hear that Israel is committing war crimes in Gaza. This is a fundamental flaw in the argument if you're supporting Israeli action in Gaza. Hamas is not, in the case of Gaza, a terrorist organization. The Palestinians, I'm sure some are not supportive of Hamas, but I guarantee you they won't speak up. And in the event of Hamas parading, parading, people through Gaza, hostages, etc. I'm sorry, prisoners of war, etc. And I'll get to that in a second because I've only got one more minute. They would, they would cheer. But Pal the Palestinians elected Hamas to be the government of Gaza. There, is no, there was no occupying force of Gaza. Israel poured millions of dollars into Gaza for infrastructure. The UN poured billions of dollars into Gaza for infrastructure. The United States, independent of the UN, poured billions of dollars into the infrastructure of Gaza. And what did they get for their money? Rockets launched at Israel and tunnels into Israel out of Gaza. Tunnels that are well beneath the capability of most, of most airborne um, artillery, missiles, etc., to penetrate. It's going to be more than two minutes, I'm sorry. Hamas 
when they rolled out of Gaza into southern Israel on October 7th, was an invading army. Duly sanctioned by, by the recognized government of the Gaza Strip. They were not rogue terrorists acting out. I mean, in Yemen, which you have the Houthis down there, you have, you have a mess. And you can still say marginally that the Houthis are a terrorist organization. You cannot say that Hamas is a terrorist organization. They are the government of the Gaza Strip. They are, the Hamas fighters are the soldiers, and they need to be held account. You want to talk about war crimes. If you paint Hamas in the light of an invading army, you have descriptions that even the Russians, when they rolled into Germany in World War II, would be appalled. And the Russians were brutal. But they ain't got nothing on Hamas. Hamas needs to be, the leaders of Hamas that are sitting fat and happy over in Qatar, they need to be brought up on war crimes charges in the international court. They govern what had been a quasi-independent state. They had been allowed to make their own laws They've been allowed to do whatever they want. And the fact that they chose to do nothing to help their people should also be held to account. The fact that these soldiers, the government of Hamas, is using its own people as shields is in and of itself a war crime. And anything that Israel has to do because I guarantee you they're not raping women in palace in Gaza until their pelvises break and children. It might happen here and there because it is war. But it's not the intent as it was with Hamas. Enough about that. I don't know if Biden's going to be the nominee or not. If Biden's the nominee, I'm actually going to go and say I think that Trump has a chance to beat him. Trump will be, barring some catastrophe, Trump will be the nominee for the Republicans. I'm not for that. I'm just making it as a statement of fact. problem with Democrats is what is their plan B because I guarantee the what is not their plan B is the vice president she polls worse than the president it's not about her race it's that she's an idiot You have to wonder. Well, I don't wonder because there's plenty of rumors as to how she got into her position. But just for you who 
score points based on color. We're going to give President the benefit of the doubt here. And when he boxed himself into a corner by saying that he would appoint a woman or nominate a woman of color to be vice president, you have to presume this should be an insult to every black and Hispanic woman in the United States. That Kamala Harris was the best available. She didn't even make it as a candidate to the primary. Kamala Harris, you could say that she was the uh, Asa Hutchison, which actually Asa Hutchison will make it to the primary. He won't be on the debate stage. The Mike Pence. Mike Pence is a far better person, by the way. Far, you know, had, had he not been associated with Trump on one hand and on the other hand betrayed Trump, Mike Pence may have been a very viable candidate. City of Portland is going to, the school district is going to start basing discipline in school based on a person's race or other intersectional characteristic. That shouldn't stand a court challenge. But you never know. Now, another thing, I don't know if you've heard this or not, California, the major uh, power or utilities, uh, electric utilities in, in the state, have to comply with uh, a statute passed uh, that they will base their rates that they charge based on the income of the household. Now, this actually is something that probably would stand uh, constitutional challenge muster. Um, I mean, technically, it's still unfair, but wealth is not a class. Just like uh, political, um, just like uh, uh, political beliefs, um, are not a class. Perhaps they should be. Well, could you imagine if they had affirmative action for conservative professors in campuses, where you have to have your token? I'm available. Anybody? I've got a master's degree in political science. I would be your token uh, conservative slant libertarian. Glad to do it. But we don't want to have these challenges. You've got such a hatred. And right now, the Democratic Party, they need to have a plan B, and they don't. Because Joe Biden is losing some constituencies. For some reason, the youth are all in on the Palestinian movement, which... which boggles my mind because these people, which these kids, which support all sorts of uh, um, alternate lifestyles, I'll just leave it at that, would be stoned, not with drugs or alcohol, but with like rocks, if they espouse their beliefs in the Gaza Strip. Doesn't mean you shouldn't stand if you think that the cause is just, but just be mindful about who you're supporting.
because no nation on earth has espoused the equality of women, gays, etc., more than Israel. Part of why they hate them. It's not the main reason. Of course, they hate them because they're Jews. Just like the left hates them because they're Jews. Uh, Congresswoman Jayapal from Washington could not even condemn Hamas's brutal raping of women and children on October 7th and the continual raping and assault of the hostages without doing some sort of moral equivalence. There is no moral equivalence. Meanwhile, our, our border, southern border, actually northern border, uh, Ramaswamy points out as well, uh, northern borders uh, even more porous. It's just traditionally, you know, the people trying to get here have been migrated on foot, and Canadians don't have any desire to come here. Uh, and so they come up from South and Central America. But now that we're, people are flying into adjacent countries to come across, we need, really need to secure that northern border as well. We're letting in whole divisions of military-aged Chinese males. Could you imagine if we got into a shooting war? Because unlike when, when the Japanese Americans were uh, in, uh, rounded up and incarcerated in World War II, these, yes, they did have some loyalty to the homeland, but mostly they had loyalty to a country that allowed them to do something that they could not have done. What loyalty do we have of illegal immigrants who are military-aged Chinese males, which means they've likely served in the People's Liberation Army. When they come across citizens here that are still loyal to mainland China, buying weapons and arming them, Has anyone thought about the impact on on the United States of a shooting war with China? Not to mention the fact that the manufacturing we'd be screwed on, but just the impact of that. Bad, bad, bad. There's a lot of other stuff to talk about, um, but I don't have time. Getting ready to pack up. I've got tons of homework to do, but pack up and head out to Idaho. And so I need to get as much done here as I can before I do that. I'll probably do a lib out somewhere close to the to the river. That'd be nice. I always like to do that. Think about that about Hamas. Not a terrorist organization. They're a regular army. They invaded a sovereign nation. And for some reason, Israel's to blame. It's the Snake River Lib.